Hello and welcome back to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Monday, June 7th. On this day, we were D-Day plus one and killing Nazis. Uh, in this episode, we'll discuss another great American moment, uh, U.S. defeating Mexico 3-2. We will talk about the Euros that start fucking Friday. That's weird. With Germany versus France. World War II reference number two. But first, Mike, tell us what's happening at Spurs because it's getting nope. weird again. Oh, no, no. It's been weird. Um, yeah, there's there's everything and nothing to tell, right? So the, we didn't have a show on Thursday. Uh, the last you heard from us, there was still no real smoke signals going on. Um, now they seem to have uh, zeroed in on a director of football. I think his name first name is Fabio Paratici, which is super important. I'm assuming his name is Fabio because he's Italian, but who fucking knows? <laughs> I do know his last name is Paratici. I do know he's pretty good. Um, he sounds like a bird. Paratici. Yeah. Sounds good. No, he's he's basically like if I were an extra in Inglorious Bastards, like Paratici. Like that would be yeah, my name. I, you know, I don't I it's so funny how in our American sports sort of bubble we live in. Everything, By the way, that was a third Nazi reference right there. I didn't even what? think about that. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. Good job. Good job. <laughs> but one was fictitious, the other one's real. Um yeah. In our American sports bubble, we're so ingrained on like the structure, every single sport. There's a director of football. There's a da, 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 there's a GM. There's a draft. There's all this stuff that is like lined up, ready to go. Guys just do it the way they do it. European soccer, some teams have them. Some teams don't. Some teams have an academy and a minor league. Some teams have scouting networks across the world. Some teams own five other teams. Some are owned by a guy who fucking knows how to really gamble really well. It's completely absurd how Wild West it is. And then like that team is in the Premier League because he got another team in another league in another country into the league. It's amazing how many things are going that way. And, you know, you have the Italian sort of connection to Spurs. You had Conte. Pochettino is... Italian adjacent as an Argentinian. Right. But Mike, you light. were super duper excited about something. And I want you to talk about it a lot because yeah, it's amazing. Italian. So okay. Mr. Mike Salerno, tell us what has happened in the town of Salerno. Salerno, Italy. Uh, there's a long, long history of the, of the team from there. Uh, Salerno FC, Salerno Calcio. Uh, they've gone bankrupt. Like, I don't know about as many times as the Italian government has. And <laughs> Uh, they found themselves in Serie D, the fourth division, uh, in or Da D, whatever, in 2012. Just, just right? go English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When in doubt. Um, and so that means you know they, they were middling in the in the non-important divisions of Italian football, um, and they were basically struggling to get by. This is well before any ridiculousness has happened, right? Ten years ago, um, last week they punched their ticket. They were promoted all the way up to Serie A. They went from division, the fourth division, all the way up to the top division of Italian football. So U.S. Salernatina 1919 is in Serie A. And I am so jazzed. I'm excited about it. They, Like I said, they are from Salerno, Italy. Uh, I have a team now. These, like, these Where are my is Salerno, Italy? All right. So basically, Italy's the boot, right? Uh -huh. I, I, imagine it's like, the um the top of the tongue of the shoe right on the on the west coast of italy uh right, right as it starts to kind of where all, all the where all the animals came to america from that the northerners yeah. don't appreciate want have anything to do with yes. i think one of the things that people don't realize i think with italian football is it's basically the north 
Rome, and there's one team from the South, and it's Napoli, and they all hate them. (laughs) Well, and yeah, yeah, everybody from the North, right? I mean, even Milan and and Inter. I mean, but I don't think people realize it. And then Torino, right? And Turin, which is basically like in Germany. It's so like Italy has this whole part. We think of the boot, but there's like a whole part of the country that's just part of Europe, and they don't consider the rest of Italy. Italy. (laughs) And then, God forbid, you get a Sicilian team and all hell's breaking loose. They'll never Um, be a Salerno. I mean, I think Palermo maybe got there once. It's so broken and corrupt. Yeah, I don't think it works. And then speaking of corrupt countries, let's talk about Mexico and CONCACAF and all that jazz. Well, hold on, because I got so excited, right? Because there's all of a sudden I'm talking to my little brother and I'm like, oh my God, we we have to buy merch and kits and everything. We have to fund this team. (laughs) I'm talking to my friends like, you guys, how much do you think it will cost to buy this team? Like, ah, let's figure it out. Um, (laughs) I'm just, I'm beside myself so excited. I go to the website. It's all in Italian. I took four semesters of Italian college. I don't even know how to say my name is. Um, so I'm using Google translate. I'm trying to figure it out. I can context clues. I could figure out where it says like official shop. I go, all right, cool. And I, it's a Friday afternoon. I'm feeling good about the weekend. I'm feeling good about everything. And I'm ready to make some just reckless purchases. And I go to click official shop and it gives me a picture of the storefront. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, well, well where's the, you know, where, where's the online shop? And I can't find it. They don't have one. Okay. They don't have e-commerce at all. Not ready. Dude, the the Chop Sports Network has more e-commerce than U.S. Salernitina 1919, a team in Serie A. Okay? That's fantastic. And so now I'm just completely bewildered and confused by that. And now I'm going from this is the best. I'm going to spend like so much money and like I'm going to get my family fucking everything to – this is the first that was the first weekend without soccer in uh, what feels like 40 years, like eight months and soccer ruined my weekend. <laughs> I was like, God damn it. I can't buy anything. I'm just a reckless American. I just want to give you my money and you won't take it. I find that to be a familiar theme in, in Europe. But uh, so that was it was it was such a roller coaster for me. I was so excited and I love them. I, I don't even speak like I said a lick of the language, but I'm following them on social media and <laughs> I'm I'm in. I'm in. Oh, but that's great. God, I can sell me some fucking merch, guys. Come on. Yeah, let's hack it together. Maybe we maybe we gotta find all the Salernos and just do like one of these t-shirt sites. Uh, you don't want to start- get you don't want to get too many Salernos in the in the same place. <laughs> that's too many. Oh, Salernos. Uh, that's very that's like ridiculously exciting like i think my french family is from saint etienne which if i were to give a shit about the 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 league that would be the team but they're kind of a big team they're not they're not bums like they before hey you call my family bums you call my family bums yes yes i'm calling your family bums yeah you would be they're 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 kind of a feeder team uh famous player pierre emmerich obamian played for uh for Saint-Étienne, along with Wesley Fofana. So it's a bunch of good players, but it's, I want to follow them, but I'm just like, they wear green stripes. That's a Ah, tough sell. That's a tough sell. Unless you're like called Celtic. Well, and, and we, I showed you the kits. They're phenomenal. They're killer. Um, They, my buddy pointed out, they do have a bit of a Florida state vibe. They're like that maroon black and like the garnets is the name of the the garnet. Yeah. Garnet. And so, yeah, that's exactly what it is. 
it, but it looks phenomenal. The, the designs are really good. I would have bought all three of them from <laughs> this last season. I'm telling you, I would have spent I would have spent a lot of money on these people. We've got to get money. to know uh, Fabrizio Castori. Yeah, your coach. He has t- managed. Holy shit! I think forty teams. <laughs> I haven't gone since, that deep into since it. Since all oh, I did was oh, you know, I went I through gotta, the, I went through gotta, the, the player. I got to send you to the chat because Please you're gonna it. fucking lose your mind. Please so I'm of course as we go, we just we just use the Wikipedia as we go along as yeah. we continue to bury the headline of like holy biggest- shit, that's wrong. <laughs> Wow. And he's 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 managed. I see Salernitana in a, like three times. <laughs> well, it's Italy, right? They fire managers like they change suits. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like Billy Martin and George Simon. Um, yeah. yeah, and so I I looked through the player list, and there were like there's like nine guys on on loan, which I get it, right? Like that's a it's a small club, and four of them were named Salerno. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly, yeah, yeah, and they're all butchers and pizza men, and you know, like. So, so that's, I'm excited. I'm going to pay attention to Serie A for the first time ever next season. I am going to be let down by not one, but two teams across Europe. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm hoping that they, I don't know anything about their play style. I really haven't looked into them that yet. Doesn't that much matter. Yet, but it, does, it doesn't matter, but I hope that, I hope that they're not just a yo-yo team, right? I hope that like they, I don't oh, They're going leads. down, but that's okay. <laughs> I know. I don't need leads, but like, give me, give me a Brighton. This is my Brighton. You know what you're hoping? Here's what you really want. You want Huddersfield. Huddersfield were like the worst team ever to stay up in history. They were like a minus 40. They had no right to stay up and they stayed up one extra season. Yeah. That's, and, and Patrick uh, and Patrick Stewart was like, that's my club Huddersfield. And he was yeah, all like, that's, they rolled that's his the ass Salerno out. way. <laughs> <laughs> Your captain so, yeah. is named Francesco Di Tacchio. Oh, that's yeah, I like that. Guy. It is. It is. <laughs> he has a shiv in his in his in his. Sock. I don't know what's going on. It looks like there's a fucking seahorse on the crest. I'm not really sure about that either. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I I, like I really tried seahorse. I really tried to go deep into the lore and everything, and it just yeah. it turns you around so many different times. It's. <laughs> It's a rabbit hole that is, I'm going to tell you right now, is not worth going down. It's like, okay, the team is here now. Like, this is what we can talk about. It's got a stupid name, uh, cool colors, kind of a weird crest. But, hey, I root for a chicken on a, on a football, okay? I'm used to stupid crests. Um, uh, I love it. That's not going to be I'm so happy for you. I mean, it's like when I – it's like how my favorite football moment still, aside from the one sitting in front of the TV, is my away game in South Central L.A. The yeah, greatest sport moment of my life. Yeah. Uh, and last week's uh, SD Loyal game was really good as well. That was fun. Nice. But we have to talk. I, I tried to jump you in, but, you know, I just went nuts. And I was like, well, I guess <laughs> I, I'm always trying to move the show along because I, I get nervous. And I'm like, we're five minutes in. We have to talk about something else. But we don't have to. That's why it's a podcast. We do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Uh, but let's uh, let's get in there with this Mexico thriller. Seems my, uh, my friend at CBS has... Uh, gotten another rights deal uh, for CONCACAF that uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know about. So he didn't, uh, <laughs> he didn't give me the heads up that the U.S. men's national team was playing in the CONCACAF uh, Nations League, the equivalent of that European thing that tried to make friendlies not suck. And somehow, I guess, well, not somehow, I guess, it's CONCACAF, so the finals, the U.S. and Mexico, because right. who else would it fucking be? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Honduras shows up once in a while. Costa Rica, the Ticos have some have some grit, and when they have a good generation, they play well. 
Jamaica throws an upset here once in a while. But basically, I mean, there's no reason that the U.S. and Mexico shouldn't be playing in a final. But the nice thing about this game was, you know, we have our young players. We've got our Lord and Savior, Pulisic leading the line. We've got young Gio Reyna, 18, in the lineup, and Sargent, and all these guys that we've seen playing in Europe, which is just weird. And John, John, uh, who's the, the center back? John Brooks. John Brooks is. It's John Brooks. The goal. John Brooks is literally like in the running for defender of the year in the Bundesliga. Yeah. So we've got a lot of good players and we can thank the Germans for uh, being very efficient, teaching our players how to play same way they were efficient with some other things that we don't like to talk about. On the show. Fourth Nazi reference <laughs> in this episode. No. So, uh, and real quick, we, talked about this at in length in one yeah. of our previous episodes and we can link it um you know uh, in in the show description i suppose but um what we basically said was that the germans are frankly like you said good at finding inefficiencies and what they did was they more or less looked at Gio Reyna and christian pulisic and john brooks um and and weston mckinney i think for a little bit before he went to juventus but uh and basically saying these guys are phenomenal athletes yeah and, yeah yeah, yeah. And they crafted them into footballers. And so now we've got, you know, the Adams. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the, right. Thank you. Tyler Adams. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot more on the way. And so, you know, you and I were talking about how, and, and, and our friend Chari, who we still have to have on the show soon. Um, <laughs> he was effectively saying that he doesn't love Burhalter's style of play. And I, and I, and you were saying the same. Um, and you were actually advocating to play the way that the Americans have always played, which is basically Burnley and hoof it upfield and let Reina and Pulisic do their thing. And yeah, for uh, what I would say is for, for this upcoming tournament, this upcoming World Cup, fine. Um, but I think that you're starting to see the tide change in the way that the U.S. men's national team comes together and the way that they play together, right? It, it's not just, oh, Clint Dempsey's on the doorstep at the right place at the right time sort of thing. It's not like uh, Landon Donovan literally taking a game over by himself for five minutes and then us getting battered for 85. Uh, you're starting to see uh, a strength oh, can, from within. We can play. There were moments. There were moments, especially in the second half. Once, um, once there's some of the substitutions came on, there was a highlight that I watched. I didn't get to watch the game again. I couldn't find that. I did watch the 15 minute full highlights, which gave you a good sense. We were doing really well on set pieces the whole game. Like, yeah. uh, and McKinney is really a good player. You know, listen, the guy is playing with Cristiano Ronaldo. There's no way that's not a bad thing. Even if he doesn't talk to him, right? Like, <laughs> like he's just watching like that guy's 35 years old. He does not give up. He does not stop. When you take him off the pitch, he's pissed off. He wants to win every fucking game, no matter what. And if he, and if we win and I don't score a goal, I'm pissed. Right. And I'm yeah. happy and I'm pissed when we lose. So I'm only happy when I win and I score a goal. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know, that's a narrow, that's, that's a good, that's a good sort of base to be on. Like I want to win and I want to score a goal. I'm not sure which order it is for Ronaldo. But usually if he's if his if he's good, they're good. And he was just getting up on those on those on those uh, crosses the way Ronaldo does, which was weird. And he got, I think, two on target and scored scored one. And, you know, Gio Reyna scored early. But the first step was a mistake um, uh, with Corona scoring a goal because, you know, our center backs. I don't even know who it was. It was McKinney. I don't even know who he is. McKenzie. I don't know where he plays. Oh, yeah. Feels like yeah, an my, MLS my, guy. Yeah. Uh, 
But we had Brooks, who's good in the middle. It was a three at the back. Ream on the other side with Dest. Mexico completely lit us up between Mark those McKenzie two. is from the Bronx, as, hey! it, as it has. And he plays for Genk. Oh, well, then he's Euro. That's good. Yeah. Um, but Dest and Ream were just getting annihilated. And anyone who's watched Fulham knows that Tim Ream is fucking awful. Yeah. If he has to play for the U.S., that worries me. So, uh, all right. But, but I think but Sergeant and Reyna and Pulisic are really the story. They were fantastic. They pushed. They are real players. I mean, Pulisic is a fucking European champion. Yeah. Plays for the United States, which is And so great. the interesting thing, right? So there's uh, twists and turns all across this game. I would say starting realistically, I mean, starting the first minute when Mexico scored, right? But um, we get the equalizer. Zach Steffen has to come off for an injury, right? Uh, and so, Horvath, yeah. Yeah, and we bring on, yeah, we bring on Ethan Horvath, um, which, okay, footnote for now. Uh, we trade goals late in the game, like you mentioned. Weston McKinney gets us right back into it. Awesome. Um, and then some controversy, right? Like, you know, the the penalty is called – and then within the VAR review, you've seen more of it than I have. So I'll, I'll defer to you here. But from what I gather, the Mexican coach was given a red card for, for touching the referee during the. Yeah, he was trying to get behind him. It was, it was Stato Martino. It's not, it's not any coach. It's Stato Martino, Martinez, right. who coached Barca and yep. basically took uh, Atlanta United as an expansion team and essentially destroyed the entire MLS. And people are like, oh, you can play fun. You can, people can coach. That's fucking yeah. weird. <laughs> and, uh, and then he took the Mexico job because the United States won't take a non-American coach. Which, Except for Jurgen Klinsmann. Which is fucking retarded. Well, he's, yeah. he's a U.S. citizen. No, nah, he was. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't get me started. But yeah, so, um, so really interesting turn of events. Now, the Mexican fans, everybody's acting, right? Like this is a new thing. No, right? because you've got a couple of things going on in the NBA and those entitled little crybaby bitches are whining and complaining about some popcorn being thrown on them. And so um, but there was some, some craziness going on. Right? I, it was, was normal Mexican fandom. Yes. This the, is I what would say, they do. Right. You know what? I would say the this guy, is good. <laughs> no, no, I agree. What I would say, the only difference, the guy who jumped onto the CBS set, that, that was I a missed. little crazy. That was that a little nuts. Um, but yeah, this is no different than every other Mexico game ever. By the way, has very little to do with opponent. They do that to everybody. Um, they yell puto. They yell all that shit. Um, they don't throw as much against other teams than they do Americans, but fine. We fucking hate you back. Um, good, but this is this is good. This is what yes. drives the U.S. Like, I if it weren't for Mexico, we would make it to the World Cup all the time and get annihilated. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree. And so the best the best example of that was when Pulisic took that penalty, he hit an absolute thunderbolt into the top bins and he went angrily. Like he he had that don't fuck with me look on his face. Like I'm going to touch this ball with my right foot and there's not a goddamn thing you could do it's if there good, was good. three of you in that net. Ochoa was good. He made a couple saves as well. Sure. No. And Ochoa is a good, I hate Ochoa. He's a good goalkeeper, especially yeah. in big moments against us. But there was, there was nothing he could have done. No. And it was just, it was just a Pulisic putting his stamp on the game. Takes the shirt over. off. Does the whole thing. Yeah. Incredible. A big old, big Jeez. middle fingers. Not, not literally, but effectively. But he does the uh, shush to the fans. Cause it's yeah. never, it's never enough us fans. Yeah. 
Yeah. The Which only is time awesome. ever is, is when it's in Columbus. I've been to games, not, not against Mexico, but I've been to games where you're playing a Central American team and it's just, you, you are not a home team. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? That's Americans fault. No, 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 no. I'm not saying, you know, it, it added to the experience. <laughs> Yeah, it makes it uh, but better. yeah, so, and then I'll, I'll let you uh, take it home from the, you know, the, the final moments of the game there, your boy, Zach Steffen goes down. Like we mentioned. Yeah. Horvath. There's another penalty on a handball. That's in VAR era. They gave a VAR penalty. They had to give another one. It's conquer calf. Yep. Uh, the guy, the, the, the referee was from Canada, very handsome, salt and pepper haired, dark skinned guy. He looked amazing. Uh, but he was very uh, animated. He was pointing, he was gesturing, he really wanted to be part of the show. And he was, uh, because Pulisic penalty, they had to look at. That's when Martino, uh, Martino got, got sent off. And then uh, the penalty at the end of handball, Horvath just straight up just saved it. Like, hand down, yep. poorly taken. I mean, it was okay, and then, and then you sort of noticed that he, he got a hold of it. But he made a couple of good saves, and it was a classic, it was a classic America-Mexico game, except this time the U.S. won. Normally these classics we lose <laughs> or there's a draw, right? Right. Yeah. Or it's a draw. Like the, the yeah. one nail at the Azteca is, is the famous one, but you know, most of the time we lose these home games, home games. Well, the, the Dos Aceros, right. Those are the, you know, the, in the, the heyday of the last generation, Yeah, but, was... on, but only in Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Basically. But yep. this being a, a big game. And I think the bigger thing is just, you know, we've, if you look at the lineup, it's just a bunch of guys playing in Europe and that's different than what we went down with in Trinidad, which is oh god, yeah. the nadir and death blow that should never happen. And anyone who played in that game should go nowhere near this team aside with from the Pulisic. exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the exception yeah. of Pulisic. So you've got Reina Sergeant Pulisic, Pulisic European champion, Gio Reina, uh, an integral part of Dortmund who made the top four and won the DFB Pokal trophy. Sergeant, although he went down with Berter, he works hard. He's athletic. He runs like a fucking deer. He needs to do something with his hair. McKenny is, <laughs> McKenny is, you know, playing in Juve, which is the biggest team in Italy. They had a bad year, except for Salernitana. Okay, yeah. Juve is the second uh, biggest team, right? Kellen Acosta, I believe, is an MLS player. That's weird. I don't like him there. But Dest plays for Barcelona next to Messi, which is kind yeah. of fun that you know that. Uh, Yedlin was an international playing at uh, Newcastle. I believe he's in is Turkey he at Galatasaray. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then Brooks is probably the defender of the year in Germany or up there. It's Reem and McKenzie. I don't know anything about McKenzie. Reem I never want to see. He's another problem. That I agree. But again. And, and Stefan as- is, is the backup goalkeeper for City. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, this is a yeah, name he, brand team. You've got to feel good about the lineup and the, the like, not so much the lineup, but like the way that the talent is starting to be cultivated, right? It's not just a bunch of the Wondolowskis, right? Like that's the name that that haunts me still. Um, that miss from Belgium, which was yeah, now yeah. almost eight years ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, we should, but never, it's, we should have never been even close in that game. And that's why. No, I know, but the I think the worst part is not so much that we lost it; it's that we should have won it despite of everything. In yeah. spite of everything, but anyway, um, we could we don't want to talk about 2014 that much, but yeah, I think that the 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 makeup of the team and the cohesion of the unit, right, when they get is, together, is Wea still there? Yeah, Tim Wea. Like there there is more on the way, and we're 18 months roughly away from the World Cup now, um, because you've got you know it's going to be the 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 winter one, which I forgot about until today. Qatar, um, Qatar. So it's going to be in November, December. 
You've that's got six more months. Fucking stupid. Yeah, no, I know. That's another conversation for another time. But what I'm saying is, in the in that time, we will have more value and more uh, continuity. Yeah. This group and and yeah. and frankly, more names added to this list, right? Yeah, I'm the trim, thing, the thing, more the thing that I don't list. know about is, was there a structural change in U.S. football that happened? I don't know. I'm assuming there was something. I think one thing is the business model of MLS must have been changing a little bit slowly by surely that teams who develop players could sell them and make more of the money because of that central entity. Historically, when a player is sold in MLS, the league takes the money, right? Which is insane. Well, what happened with Alfonso do- Davies when he was sold from Vancouver? I don't know the story there. Yeah. Well, I, I know that, I know that he, it was what it was probably like a ten million dollar transfer for Bayern. It wasn't a huge sum. No, nobody has no no American has gone for a big. Well, he's Canadian technically, but right. same same. Well, yeah, yeah. No MLS but, player. Period. Right, right, right. And but so that's the question because, and it's so ironic. We talk a lot about how so you, how how capitalist everything in Europe is and how socialist all the sports in in the U.S. are and and I guess North America I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if you were allowed to do that, who's the who's the guy that Orlando City sold? um Dyke. i should know this dk yeah yeah they haven't sold so, him. it was alone they just brought him back oh, okay. and, oh i didn't even think of that he's not even playing up front yeah the dude basically put barnsley on his back yep now to be fair barnsley plays weird <laughs> well yeah but nonetheless right so so i think what you're starting to see and by the way it's not just germany it's not just all these kids going over there it is at a younger level, the, the cultivation of talent is getting better. Now, yeah. it couldn't have gotten much worse. The athleticism has always been there, but the actual football technical skills, they're, good. they're starting to get better to the point where Pulisic, where Tim Way, where you know, Weston McKinney can go over there. These kids Thing are is, they're still 22, 23 years old. If the way to think about it, and the way I always think about it is, if Uruguay can win the World Cup and is always competitive, if the Dutch are always competitive relatively, they have down periods, if Belgium is in a golden generation and these countries' combined populations are the size of California, there's no way we can't fucking come together 20 boys that will win. Now, on the pipeline side, we haven't been good. We've been losing at the lower levels, but having enough individual players to make a difference like we have yeah, no that's not, the like, thing is we don't like, have a golden general we don't have like a 2017 world cup champion the way england have right under 17 yeah but i don't i never really and all those guys came from that stuff matters i think it matters for a team like england for a team for a club like the or not a club for a country like the u.s where we we didn't make the world cup last year we're start burn it down start from zero right yeah, you've got all these kids who are on the way yeah this none of this is their doing none of this is their fault um but but at the same time i don't really care about the u17 results because i'm looking at the individual skills yeah right I mean, that's yeah, the thing I that's just, is if someone I, playing for chelsea is someone playing for city right right i i want to have a couple of the stars that i can build around and I know that it's it's reverse engineering what we've said a hundred times about the weak link sport sort of stuff, but like you do have to have those guys as well, right? Especially in the international game. So, but you but um, you, you need but I mean obviously you'd want more, you want options where so that 
Michael Bradley yeah, but, doesn't yeah. play doesn't play for ten years, and he's been right, shit let me, for six of them. But let me let me get something before I get anything, right? Like yeah, before yeah. before I get everything, I should say. Yeah. So that's kind of where I look at it. But yeah. Um. Hey, let's let's do some Bill Pang, shall we? Um. Listen. Uh. You know, we were talking a little bit with uh, with with Dave uh, from Chop Sports Network, and uh, you know. We've been talking to uh, Joe at Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. And, uh, you know, like I struggle financially because I want to spend so much money on Salernitina's stupid jerseys, right? Like I, I, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not, I'm not struggling financially, but what I'm saying is I'm a fucking idiot. If you've listened to more than an episode and a half of the show, you're like, yeah, no, we know that. Um, but Joe is really great, right? So he'll, you know, he'll take the time to really go through things with you and be like, Mike, listen, He'll find a way to tell you you're an idiot so well that you're like, wow, you know, that's he's really making a lot of sense. It's let's great. let's not spend more monthly money on <laughs> on, soft, on software for a podcast that has 50 listeners. Right? Yeah. Oh, 500,000. So you know, it's that's the thing. I, I I you know, and his literally the site is called Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. It's just it's just welcoming. It's just he's, he's giving guy. it back. He's giving it back. Giving it right back, you know. So, um, you know, he's he's great. I would certainly check that out again. www.attitudeofgratitudeconsulting uh, for more info. Joe's gonna hook you up. Uh, definitely, please reach out to him if you have any questions. If not just if you're an idiot who can't stop buying soccer jerseys, if you have legitimate real life financial questions. Well, well, Mike, as you know or don't know, I am on a on day thirty one of my supreme super duper keto diet wow and one of the things that's with keto is you're eating the same stuff all the time and you just need to find some kind of snack that'll help you get through it and get you to make the food you have taste better and what i've been using is sunflower meadow seasonings so good so incredible takes that 14th different breakfast egg meal that you made with extra butter and just gives it a little bit of zing zang zoom that the guys at, at Sunflower Meadow thankfully sent us and makes that keto diet that's driving me crazy worse. Now, I don't even care if they're keto friendly. I'm putting it on my food anyway. It's so <laughs> little, it's just a seasoning. I'm not endorsing them as a keto food, but I just need that sweet, salty flavor to get me through my thing. And at Sunflower Meadow seasoning, you can check out their whole lineup of products Put it on your food. Enjoy the day. And uh, thanks, guys. We need it. Yeah, yeah. survive my keto desperately. And hey, one other self-plug while we're on the, the bill-paying, I suppose, segment of the show. Um, you know, we, we've really started to appreciate uh, the community that is kind of enjoying our show. And we love, you know, hearing from you guys. And, um, you know... One of the things Dave and Chris were telling us about, you know, it's been great partnering with them and we certainly have seen our our listenership grow uh, and and sort of build that, like I said, that community around the show. Uh, they were saying, you know, have a Facebook group instead of a, a, a page because you're basically, the difference is very simple. You're talking to people in a page, whereas you're conversing with people in a group. And so they've got the Chop Sports group, which by the way, everybody really listening good. should jump in. Uh, there's, ev- I mean, it's it's buzzing all day. There's yes. different, everybody's talking about everything all, sports related all day, not just the New York area. Um, but so we started more or less a spinoff group called the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast uh, Facebook group. And so um, it's a modest following so far, but you know we've got a handful of guys in there. And it's honestly, I actually noticed today, there's more people 
in that group already that I don't personally know than I do, which I think is really cool because it's all it is, is just a bunch of footy heads coming together, talking about stuff. We were joking about the Salernitina jerseys all weekend. Uh, Salernitana, by the way, I keep saying it wrong. Um, But yeah, I mean, and, and Jay Devlin, who I know is a big friend of the Chop Sports Network, uh, you know, he's been awesome just chatting with him about different stuff. We were talking about the U S Mexico game. I mean, almost all day today. So, um, you know, big shout to him. Uh, I know he's, like I said, a friend of the chop sports network. So, uh, you know, it's good to, it's good to meet people and good. And, and it's weird that in the last year or so you, you, it's easier to shut off behind the screen and be a son of a bitch and be like miserable all the time. But the cool thing about this and, and, like I said, it's a spinoff of the larger group is that you get the, the people who are, I don't want soccer on the feed anymore. It's like, it dude, happens every time. Stop it. Knock it's it off. Boring. It's boring. like, I like, I like American sports too, dude. But nonetheless, having this smaller group so far um, has been refreshing. It's everybody's just having fun with it. Right. So, um, you know, talking about just nebulous, crazy things in, in football and um, their favorite clubs, their favorite kits, all that stuff. So uh, if you haven't yet and you do listen to the show, please come join us. Squeaky Bum Time Podcast on Facebook. It's a public group. Everybody's welcome to join. And uh, we'll see you in there. And you'll, 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 you'll converse with us, unfortunately, and uh, a lot of other great people too. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's you know our part of the show, I suppose. What else do we have? I want to argue with you. Now I remember. <laughs> <laughs> And you know what it's about. Um, yes, I do. I don't understand. All right. We had the Diaz, Diaz versus Kane argument. We I'm did. not over it. I don't agree. But something else happened. That, oh, yeah. This was bad. Okay. How many games has Kevin did Kevin De Bruyne play in the league this season? Out of 38. 25 off the top. Maybe, of right? Yeah. Let me he was given the player of the year. Now, hold on. Before I go. Voted on further, by the players. Yeah. By the players, player of the year, Kevin De Bruyne, Manchester City. Now, before we go any further, Kevin De Bruyne is one of the two unquestionably most talented players in the Premier League. In fact, if he has a healthy season, he probably is the best player, probably by a comfortable margin. 23 starts. Yeah, okay. That's not a lot. That's not. That's (laughs) that's 60% roughly. Yeah. Um, So... The thing about it is like nobody's asking who the who is the most talented player in the league. It's who had the best season. And Harry Kane classic debate. Won it, but it's but it's he won the the golden boot and the playmaker award. By the way, the award that Kevin De Bruyne almost always wins because he's got the best, you know, he's 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 well, he's got the best team, but he's also got this wonderful magic right foot that he puts balls right on top of other other guys. Right, he makes more assists and big chances than anybody in the league if he were to play 35 to 38 games, but he didn't even come close. Nope. And so, man, that one I was mad about Diaz, but I was ready to be mad about Diaz, so I didn't really give that much of a shit. So, so here, here, but let's let's sort of get this this delineation right. It's weird. So, first of all, there are two player of the year awards one is football writers player of the year. That's yeah. what Diaz won. That's probably the better one. And then there's a players of the year award voted on by the players. And I don't know if it's the rest of the league as well. The players tend to be shit at these things in general across oh, yeah. all sports. That's true. Right. That's true. They suck at it. Like they mm-hmm. would have probably voted Russell Westbrook MVP because he got triple doubles and yells at people, even though he sucked. 
right? What players like in players is not necessarily what what uh, what what winning teams need, right? Sure. Um, and so that's the other thing. And then the other piece, I think, you know, they vote for who they hear, right? They're so susceptible to media. They just listen De Bruyne, De Bruyne, De Bruyne. It was so weird looking at the team of the season. It was half city for the first time ever. It's never no, city. That sh- no, that should have. I, I, no I know. Point. I know it should have been. But as a city fan, we just feel this weird, like nobody likes us. And we're not mean. We're not like, we're not Millwall about it. We're not like, no one likes us and we don't care. And we'll fucking beat you. We're, no one likes us and we don't understand why. <laughs> Whereas Tottenham have a very similar thing going and it's like, no one likes us and we're just tired of not being liked. <laughs> we just want someone to hug us and tell us. I know. It's, I, I, do, okay. I, do, I do have to sit back and just be like, there's no way that every single team in the league doesn't think everyone hates them. Right? Like, yeah. I know I know you laugh at me for watching ESPN FC, but it's a ritual. I just watch it, okay? Yeah. But they constantly are like, Craig Burley hates my team. Uh, Alejandro Moreno hates my team. Uh, you know, Marcotti hates my team. Julian Lorenz hates my team. They tweet, people tweet at the show. And yeah. it's just like, no, we, no, this is what we do. We do this. Like, I can't, like, doing this show once a week, twice a week is pretty easy. It's not too bad. Can you imagine doing it every day for an hour? Like yeah. and then like having a producer say, "Gotta talk about Real Madrid." Those timing things they dropped off. What are we gonna talk about? You're like, Zinedine Zidane is 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 the greatest player of all time. Ronaldo or Messi? They want to shoot themselves in the face. Like well, that's, that's why that's I like Craig Burley. ESPN, by right. the way. But that's why I like Craig Burley. He's like, I'm not talking about the fucking Ballon d'Or. We're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking care. Yeah, he literally wants to say, I don't care. Or it's like, if I'm playing golf and someone talks to me about football, I tell them to go the fuck away. I do a job. I talk football for my job. When I'm not playing, when I'm not at work, I don't want to talk about this stupid fucking sport. <laughs> He's amazing. He's a fucking yeah, legend. Yeah. I don't care. He's the angriest man at the at the pub, right? Um, I bet you he's super nice and it's just all an act. Um, no, I, I know for a fact that numerous ESPN personalities are like that. They're where they're just like, by the way, Stephen A. Smith is a sweetie pie. Like, oh, I'm sure. It's an act. Skip Bayless is a motherfucker though. And, <laughs> and yeah, when I, I, when I was nobody, when I worked there, but like I would go to the gym and it would be like, everybody was there. Scott yeah, Van Pelt is the, like everything you want Scott Van Pelt to be, yeah. which is yes. Like, I love him. I was like, Hey, I saw him one time. I was like, Hey Scott, how you doing? And like, he stopped. He's like, how's your day going? And I was like, I, 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 that terrific. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> yeah. Because awesome that's guy. what you're supposed to do. Right. That's the, if you, if you're successful, there's two ways to be, you can be ruthless, terrible, and evil. And yep. you kind of win that way and you burn out and everyone hates you or you're super duper nice. It's the, it's the Stan Musial way where you're just like, he's literally the nicest person ever. And he's the greatest ball player of all time. And on the other side of that is Ted Williams, miserable cunt who hated everyone, but he was also the greatest player of all time. Like, right. Right. There's two ways. Jordan versus who's like LeBron. I guess LeBron's a drama. Kobe. Player. Kobe's an asshole. No. He, I mean, he made one mistake, right? But like, he was really. Well, yeah, the one hard. with the helicopter or the one with the girl. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> two mistakes. <laughs> oh my goodness too gracious! Soon? Is that too soon? No, I don't think so. But uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's gonna take us home. We're gonna on Thursday. We're gonna have we've got to preview the Euro extensive Euro preview on on Thursday because. 
Uh, I have not really paid much attention to any of it yet. But yeah. I was yeah. Like, oh, shit. It's, it's coming t- on Friday. It's, t- it's tough to this turnaround. So one of the themes of the season, Mike and I picked probably the most difficult season to start our podcast on ever, where there were games just every day, all the time, forever and ever and ever and ever in every league, all nonstop. Now it gave us momentum and we pushed and we we're like, fuck. But it also means that the this year's biggest tournament is starting tomorrow. So I think yeah. it kicks off with uh, France, Germany. Uh, you know, a little Maginot line, uh, tete-a-tete, a little old school there. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out which women get their heads shaved after they come back the other way for sleeping with the enemy. And uh, we'll see how that goes. But... Uh, <laughs> That's that's like extra. That was bonus. Yeah, that was that uh, was. But, but, uh, I think that's a new personal best for Nazi references. I mean, it's on the show. It, it's National European Tournament Day. Like yeah. we're gonna talk about Shevardnitsa. We're gonna talk about Albanians. We're gonna talk about ultras. We're gonna talk about people being thrown off bridges because they're Muslim. All sorts of good stuff that went on in the Bosnian uh, conflict of the late '90s. I can go anywhere. You want to talk about <laughs> World War One? anything uh, i got i've got battle of waterloo you name it i will fucking talk about a war there was a battle of leipzig very interesting stuff uh uh, uh napoleon's generals really turned a the corner there they really pushed the uh, allied command back anyway that's uh those this is the, what you're the, getting this is the Napo- napoleonic wars that's quality stuff uh that was the squeaky bum time podcast with mike salerno and laurent cortines we are the football wing of the chop sports network We record on Mondays and Thursdays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate and review the show so you can hear more crazy stuff from me about uh, the War of 1812, uh, Appomattox, whatever you've got, whatever you want to cover, I will cover it. And uh, if you want to give a shout-out, I'll give you a a war shout-out for anything.